You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smoking Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And we've uh, survived Christmas. Uh, maybe we'll survive New Year's. This is our last episode of the year. And what are we smoking this week, Brad? Uh, this week we are smoking the EP Carillo Dusk. Or Carillo. I don't know. I, don't, I, I never know how to pronounce it. Those double R, R's and double, double L's are always... Uh... Carrillo! <laughs> yeah, there you go. You gotta roll your R's, man. I'm gonna be smoking this from dust till dawn. You, you guys can find me at soundcloudrapping.com. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> boys. <laughs> oh, so yes, we have a new... Uh, new cigar from EP Carrillo. Part of their... They're calling the Classic Series. Uh, this one's a... Medium full, medium bodied, full flavored cigar with American broadleaf wrapper. Uh, they don't specifically say what the filler and binder tobaccos are, other than that they are Nicaraguan fillers and Ecuadorian binders, but don't know like a specific tobacco to tell you. And a nice, you know, oily broadleaf Maduro wrapper, which I always like a good uh, American broadleaf. Oh, yes, absolutely. I don't know. This cigar was kind of weird. I was reading over the description and it started talking about raisin, and I just took a couple of dry puffs, and I'm like, I've never tasted raisin in a cigar before. <laughs> Yet I taste raisin in a cigar. <laughs> I was, I was perplexed. <laughs> Little raisin hell. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, like I mean, uh, the description goes on for dark. Dark coffee, cedar, nut, mocha, and a pinch of pepper. And um, I get a little bit of the uh, the coffee flavor and the cedar, um, some of the raisin. I haven't got much mocha or pepper from this yet, though. Yeah, it's kind of from description, say it uh, you know, transitions from black pepper and salt nuts to sweeter graham cracker and raisins toward the end. I'm getting like a little... A hint of pepper. It's it's subtle, but it was weird. Yes, that dry that dry draw like raisins. I've never never knowingly smoked something that had raisin as a description. <laughs> but it. I like how you specify knowingly smoke something. <laughs> yeah. Have you unknowingly smoked something that besides probably you know being stupid and trying to smoke a box of raisins? Like I mean, this probably... is how they make dried fruit, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've probably smoked something that ended up with that, had like that, you know, a little fruitiness to it toward that, but I've never like picked that out as like, oh, that's a specific raisin flavor. I, I get like, you know, the, the, you know, a little more floral fruity fruitiness at times. And I'm like, no, that legit tastes like raisin. I mean, raisin. you should be getting all the fruit. <laughs> fruit and these nuts. <laughs> oh boy. But I mean, off the bat though, I, what's another memorable EP cigar that we've smoked. I mean, I know we've smoked several. Shit, it, uh... 
177 episodes at this point. I'm like, they all kind of blend together. And then we get to the point where like we smoke all the time. So it's like, all right, I know we've smoked the cigar, but have we reviewed this cigar? <laughs> but I know we've done a couple of the, the EP uh, Carrillo cigars through the years, but I can't without, you know. Well, this is the, one uh, that I'm going to be like, sheets. ah, that was a cigar that had the hint of race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one might be, uh, <laughs> might stand out a little more. Well, this week we're going to end the year with the latest Marvel slash Sony offerings. We're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, which kind of sounds like your road schedule lately. <laughs> I mean, I know the way home. You, you understand the No Way it's, Home. It's usually just south. and A couple mean, days. I know the way. I'm just not, you know, allowed to travel that path. Uh, I'm just you, a, uh, a blue-collar boy. You need one of those, like, Doctor Strange sling rings. You can just open a portal and <laughs> walk home. Yeah, but very much like Doctor Strange, I'm pretty sure I would conjure the wrong thing, and it would just be all bad. Like, Joe would be like, uh, bro, we literally have a blizzard in the podcast studio. Like, <laughs> all equipment is now foobar. Oh, great. Thanks. You open the portal, like, I'm home. Oh, wait a minute. This is Tijuana. Shit. <laughs> I overshot it a little. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know how that works. You just envision, you know, like, this is where I want to be. Yeah, I think you have to, like, like all right, I want to go here, and then you think about where you're going. I mean, at least in the TARDIS, you know, you've, you've got, you got a buttons. date range or something, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Plus, I'd be like... Oh, a bird, like, mid-thought, and, you know, who knows where I would end <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, Squirrel. Yeah, I'm always like, squirrel, and I'm like, ah, wait a minute, this is not where we were <laughs> We were headed. I accidentally summoned a horde of squirrels. Oh, but if you have to fight villains of Spider-Man past, you should call in Strikeforce, strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Yeah, and they come in tiny little tin pouches. It's easy to hide in your super suit if you're not smart enough to have pockets. Speaking of which, where does Spider-Man keep his phone? I'm just, I'm just saying. Probably I mean, his prison wallet. I mean, dude, his suit's got nanotech and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like, And at that one part, you know, I mean, he even has a selfie pouch, you know? So he, he has like a spider rig. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that... We're going to continue to enjoy this here EP Carrillo, and we'll be right back with some spider stuff. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. Peter Parker. I'm sorry, what was your name? 
your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. And welcome back. Is your spidey senses tingling? Oh, yeah, that thing is doing that thing that, you know... You're getting the Peter tingle. <laughs> I don't think we can call it the Peter tingle anymore. And I'm really sad that they stopped making that reference. <laughs> I know, I think uh, MJ did ask uh, one of the other Spidermen about uh, if he had his Peter tingle or something. <laughs> like, that's got to be awkward, right? Like... <laughs> Excuse me? What did you call it? <laughs> um, huh. Maybe that should have been a spoiler alert or something. Uh, yeah, you, you, your spider senses should be tingling, or your Peter tingle, whatever you call it in this universe, because we gonna spoil the shit out of Spider-Man No Way Home, featuring Doctor Strange. <laughs> a lot of Doctor Strange, and that's uh, and and don't call him sir. <laughs> It's like we saved the world together. Like you, sh you know, it's like all right, you know, Stephen. It's weird, but I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, that that is kind of like nobody addresses him that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was like the running joke of the Doctor Strange movie, and he's like, you know, uh, what's your name uh, or something like that. He's like, uh, Strange. He's like, ah, eh, it's not, it's not that strange. <laughs> no, it's Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. All right, so. How did you see it? Did you see the 2D or 3D version? I just watched the 2D. I didn't even realize there was a 3D option at the time. Yeah, I, I saw the 3D version because that was the one that was doing the uh, the earliest showing today. Yeah, I just kind of went to the first available showing I could get to. And it was, at the time I had, was uh, was it just a regular, a regular showing. How was all that fuckery in 3D? Um, I mean, it was all right. Like, there were... Like, the, the openings and stuff like that were, you know, pretty good. And, and, I mean, dude, 3D nowadays is night and day versus the old, you know, red and blue 3D <laughs> graphics. Like, yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. Apparently there was, you know, a, a family consisting of some grandparents somewhere behind me because, like... I think this might have been their first 3D film <laughs> because, like, a couple of scenes, like, you know, stuff would jump out and she'd be, ah! <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. This is amazing. Yeah, I can't remember the last thing I went to see in 3D. It might have been Endgame. It's, it's been a while since I've, I've bothered to schedule a, a 3D showing of anything. I mean, I will say that, you know, the... The films are a lot better now than what they used to be, you know. I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to get into a movie theater now for less than 15 bucks. So I was like, yeah, it's a $2, you know, price difference. Which, in retrospect, you had stuff going on later in the afternoon. So I could have went to the later showing, but, you know. <laughs> well, I, like, I, I had to go see it by myself, so Amanda still hasn't seen it. So maybe we'll... I'll go back and see it in 3D when <laughs> she has a chance to watch it. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that the action sequences and stuff like that were definitely on point. Um, you know, this this definitely had a, a different feel, you know, than the previous. Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, I always view, like, 
the high school, you know, Spider-Man, not the, hey, I'm preparing to go to college Spider-Man. Uh <laughs> yeah, as far as the, whatever, the theatrical Spider-Man, it's like, well, Andrew Garfield, like, he kind of started off in high school and a little bit of Tobey Maguire's was in high school. But yeah, we pretty much in the rest of their movies jumped into trying to deal with adulthood, uh, Spider-Man <laughs> where yeah. this, you know, for Tom Holland's three run so far, it's, he's been just regular plain old, uh, high school kids, Spider-Man. But I gotta say it's there. I know I saw a meme on Facebook where it was like, like a dad slapping his kid in the back of the head. And the dad was uh Spider-Man no way home. And the kid was like star Wars. And he's like, see, that's how you finish a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know, man, like this, I, I kind of feel like th this is definitely a film to experience in theaters. Like I could, you know, I, I, I wish I would have, you know, saw it a couple of weeks ago, you know, when it would have been more of a packed crowd. Cause I think audience reaction and stuff like that would have really, you know, amped up the, the experience, but you know, yeah. Cause when I saw it, it was, uh, it wasn't open at night, but it was open in weekend. I like saw it like the Sunday that it, that it came out and it was still even for a, you know, seven, eight o'clock show on a Sunday. It was freaking house was packed. What else would you be doing at 7 or 8 p.m. on a Sunday, Joe? Uh, podcasting sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, the shop closes at 6. I didn't have anything else to go. I went and seen Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I wish we were going to get Spider-Pig out of this. Spider-Pig, <laughs> Spider-Pig does whatever. Yeah, since we knew there was going to be some multiverse fuckery, like, I kept expecting like to get it to go full uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and... We get more than <laughs> we get like some random weird ass Spider Man. All right, so I was thinking, you know, earlier at the cigar shop, I don't know what is a bigger, you know, mind trip for me. Is it time travel, or is it trying to transition into a multiverse of you know? <laughs> I'm like, because you kind of get both time and you know parallel universes going, and then my head starts exploding. Yeah, because. As you saw in the trailers, this movie is like a highlight of Spider-Man villains past. It's like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the movie too pretty much starts off right at the end of, of far from home when Mysterio, uh, outs Peter's secret identity and frames him for murdering him. And, you know, they all have get basically like brought in for questioning and, and, investigated yeah, and i i love to like i don't i don't think they could have did a better job of hitting the nail on the head it's like legally you're free and clear however you have the court of public opinion yeah and i do like when they start getting into that le we never see like a courtroom thing but spider-man has to get a lawyer and it's motherfucking Charlie Cox, a.k.a. Matt Murdock, a.k.a. the Daredevil from the Netflix series, is back in the MCU proper. And it was like, when they first like appear, I was like, holy shit, it's... That was probably, you know, this movie, because we know Tom Holland, like, can't keep a secret. And, like, there's been so many leaks about, like, what's going on in these movies. But to see Daredevil, uh, not as Daredevil, but as uh, 
Matt Murdock actually appear. And you're like, oh shit, it's the guy. <laughs> and like, there's no reference. Like, no one knows he's Daredevil. Except he's got like a cut on his face where you know, like, all right, that dude's been like fighting somebody, you know, before this scene. And he's pretty much like, all right, you know, good news is they're going to drop all the charges. There's, you know, all the evidence says you're free and clear. But the, as you said, the court of public opinion, he's like, unfortunately, like half the world thinks you're a hero and the other half thinks you're a murderer. So you may want to lay low. And somebody chunks a brick through the window and he just like catches it without like any reaction. It's like, I don't even think like Spider-Man got the, the Peter tingle yet, but it's like, freaking just reached up, catches the brick. And he's like, uh, how did you do that? And he's just like, I'm a good lawyer. <laughs> but I also love, you know, too, where he goes on to, you know, look at Happy and say, you on the other hand. <laughs> In the investigation, there's a lot of missing Stark tech. You may want to uh, get a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, who, I mean, if Murdoch tells you to get a really good lawyer... Who do you go to at that point? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> or was that lady that used to always get Jessica Jones out of trouble in, in contact that law firm? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't remember now. <laughs> Are remember, they done with that series? Yeah, because all the Netflix stuff they killed, and part oh, of yeah, the, that's right, because Disney bought it out. Yeah, and... but part and part of the contract was they couldn't use any of those characters for five years. And obviously that time has expired because we've got uh, Matt Murdock in this new Spider-Man movie. And if anyone's been watching Hawkeye, you know, spoiler alert there, Kingpin is back as well. And it's also the same actor from the Netflix Daredevil series, which now I'm just waiting for freaking Punisher to show up somewhere. Do you think that they'll do big screen Punisher, though, the way that the Netflix series did? Like, I, I I I hope, but you know, at the same time, like that was the thing that really separated the Netflix from a lot of the big blockbuster stuff. Is you know, yeah, Netflix, Netflix wasn't afraid, wasn't to go afraid yeah. you know, dark, gritty, big box office outside of you know your Deadpool's, your Wolverines, and and stuff like that. Like you know, Spider Man is very much a kid teen oriented character so you know i don't think you can have you know some of those guys coming in you know with that grittiness because they're going to want to stray away from that r rating yeah i mean even on the i've heard that disney they're talking about doing a little bit more i guess edgier stuff on disney plus under like a kind of an adult adults only uh brand or something within the the uh, Disney Plus series, so... So instead of OnlyFans, we'll have only adults. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean... Punisher, I like I said, I, I don't know if I could... I mean, there's been Spider-Man stories where the Punisher shows up and mistakenly tries to take down Spider-Man, or even having the Punisher show up in, like, other... Like... Like a Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, that series. I mean, I could see Frank showing up in some... Because that was a little more grittier at, at times. I mean, freaking new Captain America's like legit beat a dude to death with his shield. I mean, it. it and and it, there's been a little more grittier stuff in some of the uh, the, the Marvel uh, Disney Plus series. So 
Maybe they'll maybe they'll man up and let Frank come out and do some more murking. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd be good with that. I, I don't know which. Then again, I'm I'm really cool with some of the direction that you know other stuff has gone. I mean, you it was know, a cool animated series that had Black Widow and Frank Castle team up for a, on a mission. Uh, I mean, we yeah. Obviously, in the MCU, Black Widow is gone, but we have her sister running around now. So, I mean, they could do a Yelena Frank Castle team up series. That would be uh, <laughs> that would be interesting. You know what's happening, right? What? Like, all of Marvel is about to just turn into what if. Like, <laughs> hey, the storylines are getting harder to continue out, so we're just going to start doing random scenario full-length movies. <laughs> what if the movie... Uh, <laughs> what if we were on a mission with... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and, and then... Um, he also gets kind of the fallout of... Not only is he getting harassed because he's Spider-Man, but all his friends that supported him are like, you know, they all expected like, hey, we're graduates of this prestigious tech school. We're definitely all getting into MIT and they're pretty much like, sorry, uh, y'all have the good grades and everything. But since y'all are the Spider-Man controversy, uh, we cannot accept you at this time, which leads Peter to. Go see Doctor Strange to see if he... It, instead of, like, calling the school and trying to handle things like an adult, let me go see my wizard buddy and see if he can change... <laughs> I like the whole thing at the end of it when the, but I mean, at the, same when the spell time, just like... goes to shit and he's like, man, I'm sorry, you, like, you, you've you done everything you did. You, you called the school and then you, you had me... He's like, what? I can, I can just call the school? And he's like, you're telling me you tried to get me to fracture reality and you haven't, like, just called them and asked? <laughs> uh... Yeah, <laughs> just get the get the fuck out of my. <laughs> but I mean that's that is rational teenage thinking. Like, I mean, at that point, you've hit your worst case. So you know, you're not thinking. Oh, there's probably a eight hundred number somewhere I can call. It's like <laughs> I could probably appeal this. Yeah, no, and it's too. And I do like it's funny because the heroes within the MCU, they Spider Man has been there and save the world with them that they all forget. He's still just a kid. <laughs> so sometimes they, they expect more adult rational decisions and they're like, Oh yeah, I forgot this. this he's a fucking kid. God damn it. <laughs> to be 17 again. <laughs> or 18, whatever age they are now. That dude's know. like in real life, 25. It's like, he still looks 12. <laughs> It's like I saw him on Hot Ones, too. I think it was, like, the first time I've actually heard Tom Holland speak in his, like, natural voice. Because everything I've ever seen him in, he's doing, like, an American accent. And he's, like, he sounds like the kid from The Kingsman. <laughs> it's like, bro, bro, what the fuck you doing? And, like, just cussing like a sailor in this, like, thick English accent. I'm like, holy shit, I've never heard Tom Holland sound like this. It's so crazy to me, like, how people are able to disguise their accents and everything. Yeah. Like... I mean, I mean, even in interviews like, I, and stuff, I, I would recognize a voice over a face, and you know, like if I heard him speak, I'd be like, "Holy shit, that's Spider-Man!" But no, if he's using his native tongue, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's probably in the booth of the car." <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, know why even it's in Canadian, like, but uh, yo, you know, like promo and stuff and stuff. I've, he, he talks in the Peter Parker voice a lot of time, but he's like, "Yeah, the first 
seeing him on Hot Ones like the first time I actually heard his legit accent. I'm like, holy shit. Doesn't sound anything like uh, Peter Parker. And of course, dumb kid. Did yes. uh, Peter Parker pick a pack of pack pe- pe- pickle plippers? <laughs> uh, I do like when you go to see Strange and uh, the Sanctum Sanctorium's all frozen over, and he's like, "Yeah, somebody forgot to count cast a maintenance spell, and the portal to like Siberia got left open, and now there's like snow everywhere, and they got a couple like interns in there shoveling snow." <laughs> See, that that's why I couldn't just open a portal, because I'd be like, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, I had to put this thing in maintenance mode and, you know, do all of these preventive measures. Like, how do I know what to anticipate without knowing what I'm getting myself into? And I like Wong is just like, he's like, well, I didn't do it. And he's like, he's like, I've, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I've got a whole much more responsibility now. And, you know, the. The being the Sorcerer Supreme is a lot of work. And so he's like, I thought you were the Sorcerer Supreme. He's like, I was, but then I got dusted for five years, so it ended up going to Wong. <laughs> that's funny. They got like a council that's like, oh no, no, you did the bad spell. <laughs> oh, go back to apprenticing. <laughs> anyway, and Wong's like, you know, traveling the world in underground fight clubs with uh, Abomination. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you got to pay for all this magic somehow. I thought you paid with years of life dedication to learn the knowledge and the arts. Now, apparently it's underground gambling, or at least that's what I saw in uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. <laughs> I'm glad you can remember that stuff. Like, I remember seeing the movie, and I liked the movie. I don't remember... Many of the details. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Maybe I need to go get a memory check. Be like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have the capacity to remember stuff more than ten minutes ago. Your hard You're... drive's full. You got to delete, delete some uh, some stuff. <laughs> it's like, is there an expansion slot? <laughs> <laughs> I need another SD card. Oh, uh, and also kind of the, which we'll get to their appearance. Like the worst kept secret is you know because from the trailers we knew there were going to be several previous movie bad guys but then we also got toby mcguire as the og spider-man and andrew garfield as from the amazing spider-man movies <laughs> and i like how like everyone's like all right the villains are back we're definitely getting the other two spider-man and so so far like even showing like scenes from the trailer and like Look, there's somebody punching this guy, but we can't see them. They've been edited out. That's definitely another Spider-Man. And they're all like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm totally not in this movie." Like Andrew Garfield's like, "Dude, like they have never called. I'm definitely not in this movie." <laughs> and Toby Maguire's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm not in this movie either." Wink, wink. <laughs> but I so still, even when they finally revealed it, I was like, "Oh shit, this is awesome." Because like I said, other than the third Tobey Maguire movie, I didn't think the two previous Spider-Man were were that bad. <laughs> I mean, Garfield, you know, he got two movies and then they kind of, when the, whatever, Disney, Marvel, kind of making a deal with Sony, he got, he got kind of fucked and, you know, they kind of just rebooted everything on him before he even got to finish out his trilogy. But, uh... I should, yeah, like I said, he was a great Spider-Man, bad Peter Parker. He was not nerdy enough to be Peter Parker, but yeah. when he was Spider-Man, he was awesome. Yeah, that was the thing, you know, and and I I don't know, like 
I guess we were trying to do that dark, edgy thing with Tobey Maguire, and that just didn't work at all for me. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, when Peter's trying to uh, convince the MIT lady to give his friends a shot, old Doc Ock, Andrew Molin, appears and says, "Hello, Peter." <laughs> Because, of course, you know, as Doctor Strange is from the trailer trying to cast a spell, he's like, all right, I'm going to make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Well, he's uh, like, oh, I know. What about Aunt May and my girlfriend and, uh, of course, like the Avengers and all that sh- shit. And, yeah, the spell just kind of blow- blew up and he had to, like, put it in a in a kind of a crystal to hold it, which is kind of like what we saw in uh, him doing in the What If series. And then, of course, we found out that the spell, like, started bringing in anyone who knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man, regardless of where they're at in the multiverse. Since the end of the Loki series, we saw the multiverse had expanded and now there was like a fuck ton of multiverses. And apparently two of those multiverses is old Sony Spider-Man movies. (laughs) So we get Doc Ock, we get Norman Osborn, we get uh, whatever the Sandman. I can't remember what his real name was. Uh, fucking whatever the crocodile guy from uh, Garfield's movies, and uh, who else did we get? Uh, Electric. Dude. Yes, uh, Electro from the last uh, of the Garfield movies. And I gotta say, Jamie Foxx's like character in this looked way better than the effects they did for <laughs> for the uh the previous movie he was in. I think even he said he's like I actually got to, I, I didn't have to be blue in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely thought that the the characters I mean, then again, how many years of progression in technology have we had? Like, and you know, just yeah. Hey, if we just clean up some things, you know, like, uh, I think that very much sums up sometimes less is more. Yeah, I mean, the the technology has definitely advanced from when those original movies were made. Even I uh, saw an interview where they were talking about uh, uh, Doc Ock, and he was like, in the first movie I did, the arms were, like, partially practical, so I had, like, these... So walking around with these basically like puppet arms attached to me that were attached on cables and shit. And it was like super hard to move around where this it's all CGI. They just put me on like a lift pedestal and move me around. And like the arms are like, you know, all put in later. So it's like, it's a lot more comfortable for me in this movie than it was like the last one I did. <laughs> I do like, he's like, you know, breaks out the iron spider suit and starts trying to fight him. And he, rips away some of the like nanotech and it just absorbs into his like arms. And it's like <laughs> the little like screen pops up on Peter's wrist. And it's, it's almost like trying to connect a Bluetooth speaker. It's like new device found. Would you like to connect? Yep. <laughs> and he, it's like complete. <laughs> yeah. Hacks his arms. And it's like, huh, I just make you, <laughs> you're my puppet now, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. You know, I mean, I, I, I kind of really dig that. Like, later on you realize that oh, it's the tentacles controlling him. He has no control over the tentacles. Tentacle, tentacle, tentacle. <laughs> yeah, I do like you know. Once 
strange sucks Lovecraft him back. Lovecraft has now entered the uh, the spider arena. <laughs> oh, speaking of Lovecraft, that Doctor Strange into the multiverse trailer at the end. Well, we'll probably talk about that in news. But the fucking little tentacle eyeball monster. I'm like, oh, that's some serious Lovecrafty shit. <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> it is the eye of Cthulhu. Uh, but yeah, when I like when he sucks them all like back in, uh, and he's like, all right, y'all need to like go track the, I'm going to give you like a spatter laser here where you can shoot people and it'll transfer, transport them into the our little laundry room, uh, jail I have here. We have here. Oh, <laughs> uh, but like since his iron spider suit is like tied up to. Dr. Strange, or not Dr. Strange, uh, Doc Ock to keep him under control. He has to go back to his regular spider outfit, which is like stained with paint that th- somebody threw at him. So he's like, I can't get this stain out. What am I? All right, I'll just wear the suit inside out. <laughs> so it was almost like that black uh, night monkey suit he had in the last movie. So he's got his like camera, like phone, like duct taped to his chest. So, so uh, MJ and Ned can <laughs> watch along. <laughs> Like you see all the like the exposed wires and stuff. It, it looks funny as shit. Him running around that like reverse uh, Spider-Man suit. How does one get paint out of said spider suit? You gotta oh, take Dan May. Apparently she uh, she she has she all gets the that tricks. Shit out. <laughs> Secretly, she's fabricated like a ton of spider suits. <laughs> Just pulls a new one out of the closet. <laughs> Here, I clean this for you. Stark's like. We're only giving him one suit. You have to hide the rest. <laughs> yeah, secretly, like, in the backyard, there's like almost like Tony Stark's underground thing with all the Iron Man suit, but it's a whole bunch of spider suits. That... <laughs> oh, And I like uh, when he tries to blast Electro, and it just goes right through him and hits a tree and sucks a tree into the, into the jail. <laughs> and when he finally captures everybody, he's like, hey, man, I got to ask, is this... Uh tree a tree or is this some kind of like evil tree monster from another dimension and lecture is like dude it's just a tree (laughs) (laughs) putting way too much thought into this kid uh do we have evil groot groot has now been taken over (laughs) by uh by a symbiote and (laughs) that's uh what about happy's house too and has to live with happy and he's like sleeping in a recliner with a cpap machine on and he's like He's like, what? They think I stole all this Stark tech? Like, I work there. But he has, like, a freaking Stark uh, uh, fabricator. fabricator hidden in the closet. And he's like, he even has the, uh, 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 whatever, dummy, uh, Tony's, like, robot arm, like, <laughs> in the kitchen putting Legos together and shit. <laughs> but it's kind of fitting, like, you know. I feel like that's you and I when we share rooms. <laughs> it's like, bro, have you been awake this whole time? <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting on you to shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> uh, that's why I bring earplugs to Dragon Con. When I'm ready to sleep, I can just like put in my hole of darkness and <laughs> just go to sleep forever. Like, put on my uh, my blinders and my plug in my earphones. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Y'all can continue watching uh, whatever fucked up movie you're watching. <laughs> I'm not sitting through uh, whatever that movie is again. <laughs> oh, you're sitting through it because you don't remember it. Those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it again. <laughs> I gotta be like Joe. There's this amazing series. You gotta check it out. <laughs> like when uh, when he goes to Doctor Strange, he's like, "Hey, can you like change this?" He's like, "Well, I don't have the time stone anymore." He's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." 
But there is this spell that I could cast, the runes of whatever that can make people forget. And and Wong's like, that spell is too dangerous. He's like, he's like, no, it's not. And like, do you remember the the Christmas party of whatever? And he's like, no. He's like, see, exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, we've used it for lesser things. <laughs> this kid's trying to get into college. <laughs> We just erased everybody's member of that, you know, party that got out of hand. <laughs> Damn Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> oh, I like how they all start talking and then they're, they realize that basically they all got pulled out of their various universes <clears throat> right before they were meant to die fighting Spider-Man and our Spider-Man being more kind of good hearted was like, we can't send them back to their universes. If they're just going to die, we need to try to fix them or cure them before we send them back. So they have a chance of not getting killed, doing evil shit. <laughs> and of course, Dr. Strange's like, no, the fabric of reality is too important. I'm going to like put them in the box and Spider-Man steals the box. And they have that cool Spider-Man, Dr. Strange really fight. upset that they, what's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> that whole, when he zaps them into the, like the mirror verse and they start fighting and it's you know, how everything all starts like wrapping around something. It's, he's like, wait a minute. Oh, I rec recognize this. Like apparently magic is just geometry. I'm really good at geometry. And then just starts like bouncing webs off of shit and ends up like actually, Freaking like tying up Doctor Strange and stealing his uh his ring and everything and leaves him hanging upside down in the mirror verse for a couple days. <laughs> I feel like there would have been an escape plan. Like uh, Like I, I, I now understand why you've been asked to step down as Sorcerer Supreme because you didn't have a contingency plan. You got fooled by a high school student. <laughs> who just happens to be good at math. So that's all magic is. It's just Rubik's cubes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Then we get uh, Peter taking all the the vil you know tells the villains he's gonna give him a a shot and takes them all back to Happy's place so he can use the uh, Stark tech to try to devise cures and manages to cure Doc Ock, but then Norman Osborn's evil personality comes back just in time to fuck everything up. And we get like the thing that I was not expecting in this movie. Like I, I knew the Spider-Men were going to come back at some point, but I didn't see them killing Aunt May. That was a little bit of a, a shocker because like with this Spider-Man, we never got that, uh, origin story of uncle Ben dying. Like we did in all the previous versions of Spider-Man. Yeah. We, we got him as he was already Spider-Man and you know, there was Never gave me a whole lot of talk about Uncle Ben. It was always just him and Aunt May. But they kill her and he gets the the famous Spider Man speech that like where he's like, This isn't my problem and she's like, You know, you've got great power and with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I guess to be Spider Man, almost like to be Batman, you gotta have that loss that puts you on the path of being a hero and and realizing you know the sacrifices must be made for the greater good or whatnot and his spider-man apparently 
didn't get that speech. <laughs> I mean, he's lost Tony and all that, but yeah, that losing May was, you know, the thing that kind of, I guess, set him on his, his path. But I mean, at the same time, like, bro, you saved the world with the fucking Avengers. Like, if that wasn't already a path to greatness, like... <laughs> Just need that... Well, maybe not a path to hero, but a path to being a fucking adult. Like, like by the end of this movie, he's like, he is legit on his own, and you're gonna have to learn to be adult Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, God. They're gonna put Tobey Maguire back in. It's like, I'm all alone. The world is so dark. <laughs> But yeah, we get our reveal of I'm the just a lonely spider. The Spider Men when they all after May dies and they kinda lose contact, uh MJ and Ned's trying to find him. And he's like waving his hand around with the, the cool Doctor Strange rings and he's like, Oh, wait a minute. Look, I think I'm opening a portal. He's like, Alright, well just think about Peter. Like, alright, find Peter Parker and opens a portal and there's Peter, uh, uh, Spider-Man. And he's like, hey, Peter. And he comes walking in. He's like, yeah, who are you guys? And he like, takes his mask off and he's like, you're not our Peter. He's like, yeah, I've been looking. I got, just woke up here. I've been looking for your Peter because I think I can help him. And they're like, prove you're a Spider-Man. He's like, all right. And he just like, reaches up and touches the ceiling and hangs there for a second. I love how, too, it's like, uh, tell him there's a cobweb in the corner. Ask him if he can get it while he's up there. <laughs> he's, like, she's like, all right, now crawl around. He's like, I'm not crawling around. That's stupid. Like, it's like, come on. Like the hanging's not enough to convince me. Fine. Let me go dust the spider web. He's <laughs> like, all right, let's try this again. They try it again. And they, and then freaking Toby Maguire shows up and, and well, we all had like places that we would go when something bad happened and we needed to think like, where would, where would your Peter go hang? And they're like, oh yeah, he's probably sitting on the roof of the school. Which I do like the first time he goes back to school after being revealed as Spider-Man. The two teachers from, from No Way Home are there and they're like, are uh, from Far From Home. And they're like, oh yeah, we're big fans. We made this whole like, uh, uh, fucking m memory wall for you. Except for the, like the weird coach. He's like, no, I, I think you're a fucking killer. <laughs> yeah. Like, ignore him. He's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and speaking of conspiracy theorists, like J. Jonah Jameson, in the MCU, they started off as kind of like a weird conspiracy Alex Jones type guy. Like when you first see him like broadcasting the uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man thing, like it cuts to him in his studio and he's legit like in a basement with a green screen. And then like later on in the movie after, cause since he's the one that like broke that story, he actually became like, legit huge news guy. So when they like cut to him later in the movie, he's actually in a, like a real studio with like a real desk and real crew and stuff. So I was like, I thought that was kind of cool. That transition of him getting famous off of busting Spider-Man. Cause yeah. like, he's like le legit starts the movie in his basement with a green screen. <laughs> and then he's like legit news guy by the, <laughs> by the end of it. Isn't that how all newscasters are created? <laughs> You gotta bust a huge story before you get to uh, props. Yeah, exactly. Here's looking at you, April O'Neil. <laughs> uh, well, since uh, yeah, I, I like that that first meeting with with the Spiderman, and you know he's like, I want to kill this dude, and they like, and they start kind of giving him like the, 
you know, they, they, all three of them have the great power comes great responsibility thing. They're like, yeah, that's what, you know, uncle Ben told us and stuff. And, you know, they all have their, like, we've been here before kid. Like, you know, I've, I've lost people and it was my fault. You know, I got uncle Ben killed and, uh, Garfield tells his story of, uh, of, uh, Gwen Stacy getting killed in his universe and how he kind of went dark. And he's like, I just stopped pulling my punches and got real bitter. And like, he's like, but you, you have a chance to not, <laughs> we've made mistakes. Let's like, you know, you still have an option of, to do the right thing. You can thing. learn from our experiences. Yeah. I mean, cause he doesn't have Tony around anymore to be his mentor. It was kind of cool that those two guys showed up and was like, yeah, not only do, have we been here before, we're also Spider-Man. They even had that kind of the meme where they're like, they go break into the high school to start, you know, trying to come up with the, the cures to finish saving those guys. And this one was like, Hey Peter. And they're all like, yeah, he's like, Peter one or Peter two. It's like that. It's like that meme where all the Spider-Man are pointing at each other. Is he talking to you? <laughs> yeah, that would get very confusing. Very quick. <laughs> they finally was like, all right, you're I'm, and when they finally get into the fight, which is on the Statue of Liberty that apparently they're remodeling with a giant Captain America shield <laughs> and invite all the, uh, the villains to come there so they can like, and then they pretty much get their ass kicked for the first round. And he's like running into each other and like, dude, I've never fought as a team. I don't know how to do this. And he's like, wait, I fought as a team. I was a member of the Avengers. And they're like, that's awesome. What's an Avenger? Is that like a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, just, all right, I've been part of a team before. Like, just y'all follow my lead. I'll be Spider-Man 1, you're Spider-Man 2, you're Spider-Man 3. All right, break. <laughs> Let's just take these guys on, like, one at a time. And and they just start, like, you know, shutting everybody down until Doc Ock, not Doc Ock, uh, the Goblin shows up and right as Doctor Strange returns and blows up the magic box. So, like, reality starts crashing and the Doc's having to hold everything together while they while they finish the battle. And you know, Peter gets Peter goes like legit like Hulk smash when he finally gets uh a fucking goblin down who killed uh, his Aunt May and he's just like beating the fuck out of him. I mean he even grabs his little glider and is about to like crush him with his glider before Toby Maguire like stops him and he's like, Nah dude, you can't you can't, you know We don't kill. Yeah, you, you can't know. come you know, drop to their their level. And then he finally does the right thing and cures him too. And I like Doc Ock because, you know, he was cured before the explosion at uh, Happy's place when all the other villains turned against him. So when he shows up uh, and you think he's helping Electro and he, like, actually, like, helps cure Electro and shuts him down. And, you know, like, Doc Ock has actually showed up to be to be a hero there at the end. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. Doc Ock gets some, gets some redemption. He didn't get to... Because, like, before he left, like, Electro zapped him. So I'm like, oh, damn, did he, like, refry the chip and make him evil again? Because when he shows up, you're like, oh, fuck. He's about to fuck something up. And then it's like, nah, I'm still good, guys. How y'all doing? I'm going to help y'all out here. My chip's chip's still intact. I'm okay. I think there's, like, a version of the comics where Doc Ock became Spider-Man for a while in one of the comic books. So it's not the first time there's been a like a, a hero. Well, I mean, I can Spider-Man. understand. And I think they alluded to that when you know the 
tentacles kind of tried to take over the the spidey tech, you know, with the nano tech. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think that was a nod to that. But when reality starts crashing, you know, Peter's like, he's like, I can't stop him. Like all everyone from all the universes are are, are coming. He's like, well, what if you cast the original spell and just erase Peter Parker? Like, no one knows who I am. Will that shut this off? He's like, yes, but it's not just people won't know you're Spider-Man. People won't know who you are. Like, it will completely erase your identity. And he's like, makes the hero's sacrifice. He's like, do it. Like, I'm not worth the destruction of the universe. Like, cast the spell. And, you know, gives him enough time to say goodbye to everybody. And everyone gets sent back to their perspective realities but yeah this is the first time peter has had like nobody not only does like his friends don't know who he is like aunt may's dead happy doesn't you know he has that little interaction with happy at the uh at the may's grave he's like oh how did you know uh may he's like oh i I, like you i knew her through spider-man he's like yeah she's and he's like you know take so he's like tony's gone none of the avengers know who he is i mean they I guess Spider-Man still exists. So they know Spider-Man, but nobody knows like Peter Parker. So like, he's like legit. Like when you see him go to his first apartment living by himself, it's a shitty ratty apartment that looks like Tobey Maguire's apartment from, <laughs> from like Spider-Man two. Now see if, if he has some this weird Russian chain landlord. of events had happened, I think that would have made the Tobey Maguire emo Spider-Man. A little bit more respected, <laughs> you know? That there would be reason and cause behind it, like... You always thought Venom made you angry. No, it just makes you uh, emo in the Tommy McGuire universe. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that, that apartment, that shitty apartment looks like the Tobey Maguire apartment. I was like, if he has a Russian landlord in the next movie, I'd be like, dude, it is that apartment. But he's like... Well, I mean, you did hear the voice, and I don't... I don't remember if it had a Russian tank to yeah, or not. he's like, you know, he just says like, rent's, rent's due, due on the first. first or whatever. Don't be late, you know. Uh-huh. But then you also see like in his like book bag, there's a book that says like passing the GED. So it even erased like his like high school uh, information. So he's like, now he's like, he's not even like graduating from this prestigious tech school. He's like literally having to do the GED because his whole identity and everything he's done before has been erased. So it's like, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up from here without like, you know, the support Wong he's had previously and be like a sorcerer Supreme. You now must, you know, do this thing with these other guys. So, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're bringing you back. And he does like, you see him going back to making a homemade spider suit since he doesn't have a, nice stark fabricator anymore and it looks kind of like the the classic blue and red suit from like yeah the, that the was OG the thing i comics. noticed uh, it, you know it was a little bit i don't know it had almost a metallic tinge to it or you know shininess but i'm like dude that's that's og spider you know that, that's right out of the comics <laughs> oh yeah i like when they were all the spider-man were all sitting around talking to and he's like yeah man i like I had to make my, make my own, uh, like, you know, web shooters and everything. And he's like, what are web shooters? And they're like, he's like, you don't have web shooters? No. Like this just comes out of my wrist. And they're like, Oh, that's gross. Is that the only place it comes out? 
then later on, he like he ends up getting hit with someone. He's like, ew. <laughs> he's like, so you've never had like you know a web block issue like you know I've ran out of web and like crashed. He's like, oh yeah, I did have like a kind of like a PTSD thing one time, and I, I couldn't shoot my webs. It was it was weird. <laughs> like, this, the whole them just all, especially Garfield's like, man, I've always wanted brothers. He's like so happy to be there. <laughs> Ah, the simpler times. I love you guys. <laughs> oh. I mean, dude, how much more self-centered can you get? That That's narcissism on, like, a whole different level that, you know, everybody was like, oh, this is cute and heartwarming. And it's like, literally, like, you have told yourself you love you and, you know. <laughs> like, we're going to need a psychologist. Yeah, and of course we see uh, Peter go back to try to, I mean, he had like a whole speech written to tell MJ and Ned reintroduce himself, but he gets there and he sees like, they're both happy, they've both got into MIT, and he's like, I can't, does knowing Spider-Man ruin your life? Like, I, he pusses out and doesn't tell them, doesn't reintroduce himself. He just thinks like, well, they're happy and they're also safe. They're not going to be in my world. And he lets them be for, for now. So since MJ was not, uh, whatever, uh, it was like Michelle Jones instead of like, what the hell was MJ's like real name? Like was it Mary, Mary Jade was like star Wars, but anyway, it was like her name was Mary actually, Jane? yeah, Mary Jane, you know, MJ wasn't actually, Mary Jane. So do you think in like the new movies he meets like the real this universe's real MJ? Or does he finally convince her uh to to love him again? <laughs> I don't know. I think somehow they have to redeem, you know, or reconcile that. So I I I think, you know, Something will happen. Probably not on his, hey, I'm going to, you know, win you back over and make you fall in love with me again. Something's going to change and timelines are going to flip. And... Yeah, because from that Doctor Strange thing at the end, we're, we definitely know we're going to go deep into, like, multiversal bullshit in the next movie. So maybe somehow with correcting timelines and multiverses and something, you know, somehow the memory of... Peter Parker returns at some at some point. But let's talk about that uh first uh post credit scene. I mean, from watching the end of Let There Be Carnage, we know that Eddie Brock Venom got transported to the MCU. And through the whole movie I'm waiting for him to show up at some point. Never shows up. So the cutscene we get, he never left Mexico. He's just at a bar drunk, like having some Mexican bartender explain the MCU to him. He's like, you're telling me there's a guy with like big green guy with purple pants. And there was an alien guy who collected rocks. Aliens don't collect rocks. They eat your brains. This is bullshit. <laughs> and there's wizards and stuff. And it's like, he's like, we're drunk. And Venom's like, let's go skinny dipping. He's like, we are not going. It's like, then, who are you talking to? Like, and then he gets phased back to his reality. Just like, you know, all the other villains when the spell got cast, but a little bit of symbiotic symbiot drool got uh, left behind. You see he's inching across the desk. So if it's not going to be any Brock, maybe in the future MCU movies, we get our own 
you know, Venom that's a different Dude, actor. Dude, I, I think at this time, it's gotta be Eddie Brock, though, man. Like, well, in the comic, I mean, you got that kind of Spider-Man's like rival in high school, uh, uh, Flash Gordon, Flash or Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson was Venom at one point in the comics, so maybe he's gonna be the MCU Venom. Okay. Flash gets, you know, sent on a, you know, book signing tour, ends up in Mexico, and comes in contact with the uh, symbiotic fluid. And... <laughs> Flash ends up being our uh, our uh, Eddie Brock. And even in the some of the comics, too, there was, uh, I can't remember if it was Flash or Eddie, but basically Venom paired with somebody that was, like, a perfect match, so there wasn't this kind of, like, Venom trying to take over, and he literally became like an agent of Shield. It was like Agent Venom. He was like a legit good guy that had Venom powers. <laughs> so who knows? We'll get some weird, different version of you know. I mean, that's MCU only of, Venom. Like it makes it so hard to speculate the direction that things are going because like things are wide open now. Yeah, like, and are I we going to get? Because uh, from that the Morbius trailer, you see Spider Man graffiti in the Morbius trailer. And they also mentions Venom. So now is there a Spider-Man in the Sony Venom universe? Or is this taking place at the proper MC? Shit's getting confusing. Like you said, time travel and multiverses. Shit's getting confusing. <laughs> I'm not sure where we're at anymore. Uh, it's like fucking multiverse of madness is like starting to crack my head. Yeah, I don't know. But I think it's exactly what they wanted, though. You know, it, now people can talk, they can speculate, and nobody really knows. So you know, it's a bit of a a surprise. It's not like, oh, well, we know exactly where the next movie's going to pick up. <laughs> yeah, because things are getting getting wild out there, and I mean, we don't have another uh, MCU thing until May, I think, is when Doctor Strange is coming out. Like, I'm really surprised we still haven't seen anything from X-Men yet. Especially, yeah, with the multiversal stuff and even the uh, the Eternals movie. With all that shit, I'm like, there's there's lots of opportunities to bring some, some you know, X shit in this. <laughs> when are we going to get all that stuff introduced? Maybe this all happens, that's... That might be part of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is when he kind of, I guess, fixes the multiverse and we maybe get back into one single timeline that the fucking Fox X-Men universe gets sucked and in somehow. And I thought somehow. Barry fucked up the timeline. <laughs> like, Damn, Doctor Strange and Peter be screwing all kind of shit up. And it's getting to the point, too, now where, like, you you almost have to watch the Disney Plus series... It's kind of what they tried to do originally with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, oh, we're going to make these TV series that is like that are tied into the movies, but the production schedule was so screwed yeah, up, and, it was hard to keep them. personally, I don't... I'm not a huge fan of that. Like, you know, well, especially with me being... Like, I travel all the time, and not every hotel or every town has good, you know, signal for, you know, either cell reception or, hell, the last place I was in, their high-speed internet freaking dial up like <laughs> uh you know i mean you, you're not streaming even the lowest quality youtube or netflix on that it's just not happening uh yeah it's like because like 
you know, kind I guess of, I'm going to have to learn to, you know, just download series or, you know, figure out a way to make stuff available offline. And... Yeah, because, like, the, you know, eventually they went to Agent Shield being almost like a whole other timeline because so they, they couldn't keep it up with the stuff in the MCU. But now, like, all the Disney Plus stuff, it's like, all right, here's, like, connecting stories between movie propers that <laughs> if you... Either if you didn't see the last movie, you're not going to understand what's going into the series, or if you don't see the series, you're not going to understand some small plot point that's in the movies. So yeah, it's a lot more <laughs> interconnected than it used to be. And you know, like, so the Disney Plus stuff, you know, definitely gives you time to tell a longer story. Like, I mean, Hawkeye 6... Six hours instead of a two-hour movie. I mean, that's the thing, is with the series, and we've talked about it several times, is, you know, there's there's more ample time to explain, create, you know, scenarios and continuity and things, not just, oh, we got to cram it together because we got to, you know, do this in a matter of two and a half hours versus, you know, a, a six to ten hour season. You know, I, I, I don't know why we started doing half seasons. Like, I don't like that, but... Yeah, because, like, I mean, some of the first Disney Plus stuff were, like, 10, 13 episodes. Like, how Hawkeye was just six. It's like, things are getting, like... We don't, we don't have enough... We got too much for a two-hour movie, but not enough for a 13-hour movie. So let's just give them a six-hour movie. <laughs> it's kind of how things are, are shaping up there. So what do you think here of this... Uh, dusk uh as we get down to about the halfway point of this here stick um i'm starting to notice a little bit more spice on the tongue um dude i think raisins need to start coming in little cedar packages let's get away from the old school cardboard package and move <laughs> them to cedar like this it's a very Unique flavor, but I'm I'm really digging it from this cigar. Yeah, because I, I don't like flavored cigars because they always end up way too sweet where it just tastes like somebody dipped the shit in sugar. Where this is a good sweetness, I guess. It's not... And I don't know how... It's not they, a sugary sweetness. How do, you, how do you get that, like... Did the tobacco field at one point used to be a raisin field? Like, how, <laughs> how does this happen? <laughs> I don't know. We gotta get we gotta get another blender on to like explain this shit to it. Next time we see uh, Ricky Rodriguez, be like, "Hey, dude, how how do you get fruit flavors in like tobacco?" Like, <laughs> well, I understand the tobacco flavors without. It, how, how do you do the fruit flavors without some kind of infusion stuff? Because this is technology we don't understand. Yeah. We need Tony Stark to explain this shit, but he's dead. We've now encountered a multiverse of cigars. <laughs> like cigars now have flavors without being a flavored cigar. Mind blown. <laughs> Someone's uh, wrapping uh, uh, whatever raisin leaves or <laughs> into tobacco leaves. Who knows? It's it's a multiverse of madness. <laughs> so you got any highlights? Uh, this you know, as we wrap this up, any any favorite things we haven't talked about uh, in this year's Spider Verse? I think we touched on you know probably my highlights. I you know. I'm glad to see that we finally get Spider-Man the way that we've envisioned him. Yeah, we've had a few movies, but, you know, every time we talk about Tom Holland and Spider-Man, it's like, this dude came out of left field for me. Like, I'm, 
And now no one knows who he is again. So we can yeah. go back. Who the fuck is Tom Holland? But it's, who the fuck is Peter Parker? No one knows him anymore. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, dude, the I you know I it's just all around a great movie from you know the the action sequences that you know are just bigger and better. Like I I, I don't know, man. Like. <laughs> definitely, definitely a, a must-watch if you're a Spider-Man fan. I do like the, uh, there's kind of an allusion to the Miles Morales Spider-Man when, when after they cure uh, Electro and Andrew Garfield, like, takes off his mask. He's like, man, Max, you okay, dude? Like, he's like, just kind of looking at him. He's like, he's like, man, you know what? Just like, you know, the way you talk and everything, you were kind of cool. I just kind of thought you were black. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, man. But hey, now that we know there's a multiverse, I'm sure there's a, a, a universe out there somewhere where there's a black Spider-Man. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was a a funny exchange. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that eventually down the road we're gonna or they're probably gonna bring. I mean, Miles Morales' story is in the animated uh, universe right now with the Into the Spider-Verse, but. They've alluded to him enough, even in the Tom Holland stuff, that I'm like, I'm sure they're going to bring in Miles Morales at some yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, dude, as successful as that series has been and seen it on the big screen, you know, like, they would be stupid not to. Because they had whatever Miles Morales' uncle in one of the Spider, uh, I think it was the first uh, Homecoming movie, that, like, gun guy, he, uh, like, whatever, gun dealer he goes to get information from and leaves him like spider web to his car. He's like, and he calls he's like, but it's the guy who's miles Morales, uncle and, uh, and his movies. And he even calls me, like, Hey miles, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, so we know there is a miles Morales somewhere in the MCU. We just, uh, haven't seen him become Spider-Man yet. Maybe in a, in a future film. Well, with that, we're going to flip and swing our way out of here and be back with another set. There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. Yes, science! And it's time for some science. Call up Tony Stark. We're about to get into some shit. Hmm. What is that box? What's, why do you have a box labeled Stark Technologies? Uh, Happy left it here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but having a replicator box would be awesome. Could I want build a fabricator. Kind of yeah. Well, this week, uh, our science segment is kind of heavy on robot talk. Because they're eventually going to kill us all. And some alien talk, so good mix of weird shit. Researchers have made robots that can replicate themselves. Now, any SG-1 fans uh, know how badly that could go. <laughs> but we have the replicators now. Oh, boy. Replicators, mount up. <laughs> uh, Xenobots, named after the African clawed frog Xenopus lavius, are synthetic life so forms, uh made from a mixture of skin cells and heart muscle cells from the very early stages of frog embryos. But they are not frogs. Because they are just embryos. 
a computer design blueprint organizes these cells into a configuration that can accomplish tasks, moving or carrying objects, you know, on a you know, tiny microscopic uh, level at this point. Uh, but uh, reported in the proceedings of the National Academy of Science, with the right design, uh, these xenobots can also reproduce. And they say not only are they reproducing, they're doing so in a way that real things do not replicate. It's like a new way of kind of replicating that these things have somehow accomplished. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> uh, they're replicating. We don't know how. Uh... <laughs> we know how. It's just not like anything we've seen before. <laughs> Which also doesn't sound good. And not only are they how replicating... stop it? They are... They've kind of, like, figured out how to replicate on their own. Uh, so... You know, these sales, depending on how the algorithm configures them to do different things, they try to program to replicate, but basically it would create an offspring that would never make it past the next generation. They would, like, almost immediately die. So they asked the supercomputer at uh, University of Vermont to figure out how to adjust the shape of the initial bots to produce offspring that would survive. And the AI came up with a, you know, it took kind of like months of, of different designs and eventually came up with something that looked almost like Pac-Man. <laughs> but this version uh, of Pac-Man shaped parents were able to produce, you know, built children who built grandchildren who built great grandchildren and is kept kind of replicating. Uh, so not only do we have living robots that look like Pac-Man, they can, replicate exponentially but yeah it's kind of funny that even like i guess uh scientists uh kind of already think we uh that we're going to be uh <laughs> kind of scared of, of this new ta technology so even in their report they wanted to point out that you know don't worry these things are are being grown in a a safe lab where they can be extinguished quickly if necessary <laughs> Which is exactly the same thing that every science experiment ever has been, you know. Yeah, don't worry about it, like, replicating and taking over the world, uh, Skynet. Uh, we can kill this at any time we want until you can't. And speaking of scary fucking robots, um, new humanoid robot has eerily perfect facial expressions. Like, looking at the video of this thing, uh, this yet unnamed robot, uh, yeah, it's a thing of nightmares. It is way too close to that uncanny valley of looking uh, humanoid. And a video released by UK robotics company Engineered Arts, uh, they have, uh, actually, uh, this one is, is has been named, it's uh, uh, Amika, robot shows off a number of facial expressions uh, and are kind of the most convincing, realistic synthetic muscle movement to date. Luckily this robot just has an upper torso and can't walk on its own yet. So it can look at you angrily, but it's not going to be able to chase you down and murder you like uh, a Terminator yet. <laughs> That's and the next for the generation. people that own like the robot sex bars and stuff like this, like they've got to be like, yes, I need 50 of your, you know, 
synthesize, you know, facial expression robots. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically they're saying these are going to be kind of like front end uh, robots that would work like maybe interact with guests at an event and you know, make it more easily to communicate because we don't just communicate with our voices. We communicate with facial expressions and body language and all that stuff. So instead of looking at screens and typing on a keyboard, we would be able to communicate with our technology in more human ways. Um, machines should be able to understand a smile, head movement, or hand gesture. Uh, and they're like, yeah, this does look a lot like the robots from iRobot or the Terminator. How are they going to understand all of that when everybody's wearing masks? <laughs> yeah, that's... They're going to have to change it to, like, eye movement. I don't know. That's... I just watched the video. Like, dude, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Good, uh, good on you, you know, that, uh, if you're going to, you know, kind of automate the guest services, uh, industry where I don't have to talk to people at the, at the hotel lobby, but yeah, these things are just creepy looking. It kind of reminds me of that. Remember, uh, Total Recall, the robotic, uh, taxi cab drivers that were just like a torso. That's what this kind of like <laughs> reminds me of. You walk into some place and there's just like half a dude sitting there like, you know, <laughs> How you doing, sir? Where are we going today? <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, oh, okay. Uh. Uh, one, two, three, school street. <laughs> oh, but yeah, the angry expression too. It's like, oh, this thing is <laughs> like legit. I, I, I want to shoot this thing. <laughs> it's, it's, this is, does not look helpful. This is like scary as fuck. <laughs> and it's got an upper torso, so it can shoot back. Yeah. We can arm wrestle and shit. <laughs> Yes, if you don't want Terminators, quit building Terminators. And from Weird Terminator Bot, we now have uh, crowd control robots to make sure you keep uh, uh, two meters apart. <laughs> and, you know, Big, Big Brother is watching us now. A mobile uh, robot that can detect distances between humans and roll over to remind them that they're too close. Uh <laughs> Uh, in uh, PLOS 1, the University of Maryland College Park PhD student uh, and colleagues uh, describe a robot they built that has depth perception, allowing it to term, determine distance between objects and people. Uh, so not only can this bot like navigate its way through a crowded space without like pushing people over, it can figure out who are standing way too close and encourage them to move a safe distance apart so... with a discreetly mounted display. so weird to me like i get it like i you know i feel bad for all the businesses that had to put down the social distancing stickers and none of them knew how to tell their employees how to get a fucking tape measure and measure <laughs> and i've yet to go somewhere anywhere where anyone actually follows those dots <laughs> well that's why we now have robots to be like beep 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 beep, beep. like yeah, I mean, I went to Helen to go tubing during, like, the height of things, and they had, like, little, little, you know, cones set up, you know, stay this far apart, and no, that line was butt to nuts. I mean, like, nobody gave two fucks about <laughs> the social distancing, and I mean, people I'm... are definitely going to get kicked out of things, because if I'm mid-conversation with somebody, especially if 
you know, we're in a social setting where maybe we're a little liquored up. This fucking uh, mouse droid rolls over to me and tells me I need to stand six feet back. I'm punting that motherfucker across the room. <laughs> I mean, this thing is not going to survive in the real world. Well, even the friend bot didn't survive. Remember the one that? Was yeah, on? the hitchhiking bot got murked. <laughs> what? What? Like a, uh, you know, choi- uh, like whatever option is this guy got? He's <laughs> like, like if- I'm the hall monitor that everybody hates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this. This right here is stage one of Terminator. Let's give you one purpose, and your purpose is only going to fuel anger and frustration. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, but yeah, use this two- robot's going to team up with the replicators and the facial expression bot, who will then, you know, team up with the uh, slaughter bots. And yeah, not only does this thing have its own cameras and lidar system, it can also be hooked up to. Uh, CCTV security cameras to to figure out if people are not uh, are too close together, and it is equipped with a thermal camera to spot people that have potential fevers. So yeah, well, you would be surprised how many places already have you know the thermal cameras when you go in. Like a lot of employers, like when I was in the security industry, like in their entry and exit way for employees, like that's how they were relying on temperature checks was through the, you know, through the camera instead of having somebody out there with a, <laughs> with an actual zapper. Oh yeah. I see this thing getting like just punted across a room. <laughs> uh, but also speaking of, uh, weird government things, uh, a new bill that is being proposed could lead to the reverse engineering of UFO technology. We're finally going to get space force is finally doing something. <laughs> Which, when I was in Florida recently, I found a Space Force base. It was like, last time I was there, it was like an, Al- an Air Force base, but now it's been converted over to Space Force. So, like, I saw the big sign. It said, like, I forgot the name of the base, but it's like, Space Force. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Where's the spaceships? I didn't see any out there. I want to go to Mars and kill demons. <laughs> yes, this bill, part of the annual defense authorization bill released this week, aims to establish a new office to respond to sightings of what the military call... Uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon uh, or UFOs like the rest of the world calls them. Uh, <laughs> since we're getting kind of increasingly, there's been a whole lot of new UFO sightings uh, in the last couple of years. Well, this new agency that they want to create would investigate sightings and possibly recover any technology from crash sites and try to reverse engineering to figure out how these things are doing the, the things that we are uh, seeing them do or the stuff they've probably already been doing at area 51. They're just now doing, <laughs> doing it publicly. Or at least that's what, you know, independence day and all those other sci-fi movies told us has, has been going on for years and years. I mean, some of that stuff has to be based on something, right? I mean, cause like, I mean, we, it's kind of the point, like I said, we're getting notifications from, like actual military officers and stuff citing UFOs that fly in ways that our current technology doesn't understand. Even if they're not aliens and they're some kind of like secret tech, it's like, we got to figure out how to do that shit. Cause that shit looks really cool. And we, we don't want other people to have that shit unless we have that shit too. Maybe, 
maybe there just shouldn't be any. Like, can we all just agree not to do that? (laughs) Ah, but that's all I got for you this week. Now it's time for some news. Star Trek is a vision. Great storytelling. My favorite TV show of all time. I really love it, and it's so much fun. Join our crew aboard Earth Station Trek for your regular podcast escape into the Trekverse. Make it so. Let's see what's out there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we all agreed to say make it so. No, let's go is fun. But make it so is iconic. It's classic. It's too iconic. So we're all going to do make it so? No. (laughs) And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. And for this rendition of Nerd News, we're going to talk about all things theatrical eh, oh, yep. and it's disney plus and you know netflix and yeah <laughs> lots lots of uh you know movie and streaming news so uh the ver- very first thing is we did get a new trailer for the uh book of boba fett and the more i see this the more i'm like yes this is going to be awesome and we only have a few days to wait now yeah i mean still got a ways to go for more mandalorian but this looks freaking awesome. I mean, that was probably the highlight of, like, last season of Mando was freaking Boba Fett showing up in Wrecking Shop. And, you know, this be the pretty much the day after this episode comes out. So there's not much, like, literally, I know what I'm going to be doing Wednesday. <laughs> Working. Being productive. Absolutely. I totally won't be watching uh, the first episode of Boba Fett uh, while I'm at work. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally not going to happen if anyone from work is listening. <laughs> yes, all the all the things. Um uh up next, um you know another very successful video game franchise uh taking its steps into the world of theatrics and this is Uncharted and we uh did get a new trailer for it as well um this will be coming out on february 18th of 2022 movies based on video games have not had a great history but this trailer looks pretty badass i mean dude you got tom holland you got mark Wahlberg, you got antonio ben like so many great you know actors like can this suck (laughs) oh I yes, mean, it, pro- it, it absolutely can because <laughs> we've been disappointed before. But I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching this. The, the information we have so far does not look like it's going to suck. But yeah, uh, I mean, I'm watching this and I'm like, these look like scenes ripped out of a video game. <laughs> like you know, I I can almost remember you know certain events and stuff in the trailer, and I'm like, yes. Uh, and I mean, you know. It's directed by the same person that did Venom, so I mean, yeah, and the Venom movies were were pretty good, so there there is hope. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 banking on hope, so I don't know. We'll uh we'll see, but oh, you need you know, one. I mean, Antonio Banderas as the villain, like, dude. This is one of those that's dangerous for me because I'm going to go into it with too high expectations. <laughs> I feel like. 
Um, the next one, uh, I mean, we talk all the time, you know, it isn't Christmas until, you know, Honda Gruber falls off Nakatomi Tower. Well, you know, Bruce Willis, uh, we got a little trailer for a upcoming film that he's going to be doing, uh, called American Siege. And not heard anything about this movie other than that it's a trailer we just watched, but looks like some cool action. But problem is Bruce Willis has reached that point in his career where he's like, we'll say yes to anything. I feel like, because I just watched some sci-fi movie that he was in that looked like, looked like they blew the entire budget getting Bruce Willis to be in the movie. And then the rest of it was like bad sci-fi. <laughs> so but does that make it a bad movie? Like did, you know, oh, it was pretty bad. It was, <laughs> like I said, it was one of those things that popped up on Netflix. I'm like, Hey, this has got Bruce Willis in it. And it came out this year. It, 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 I'm going to give this a shot that I'm like, Oh my God, this is the most horrible thing I've <laughs> I've watched. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, some of the some folks, you know, tend to have the same. You know, Bruce Willis just signing himself on to another crappy movie, and I Bruce mean, Willis is slowly turning into Nicolas Cage. Like he he will say yes to anything. <laughs> I mean, bro, once you get accustomed to a certain lifestyle, like. You know, I mean, you got to keep the money rolling in, right? I mean, he's still getting paid. Like, we're not getting paid to be in anything. <laughs> I said the action looks pretty sweet, so hopefully this is a, a good Bruce Willis movie and not a uh, one step up from a made-for-TV sci-fi <laughs> Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, so basically Willis is going to play Ben Watts. He's a, you know, sheriff a bit off his uh, rocker and washed up. Uh, looks like there's... The prominent town doctor who gets taken hostage, and you know, I guess Willis is called in to, I guess, handle the situation before the FBI arrives. One man, one mission. Walker, so, Texas Ranger. I mean, the great <laughs> thing is, it, it, you know, it's getting a select theatrical release, but it will be on video on demand starting January seventh. I mean, dude, can can this fell harder than live-action Cowboy Bebop and, you know, hey, this has only been out a week, but we are not doing a season two. <laughs> like, we shall see. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's Bruce Willis. That's one other diehard. <laughs> Has Willis still got it in him to do Die Hard, do you think? Oh, that last Die Hard was pretty, pretty weak. <laughs> I mean... Dude, he's he's got some age on him now. Like, he's not gonna be as nimble and like. Yeah, John McClane might break a hip at this point. <laughs> Terrorists take over the old folks' home, and the only one who can stop him is John McClane. <laughs> okay, I will watch it if Still Panther will do a soundtrack. <laughs> Yippee ki <yay>, motherfucker! <laughs> Beating people with his cane. Uh Well. I'm a little bit late on this one, but it's in theaters, and I can't not talk about it. Kingsman. Came out December 22nd, and all of the other Kingsman movies have been phenomenal. I have no... Yeah, like, the other two Kingsmen are great, but this one's a prequel. So there's no Eggsy. You know, there's... Looks like nobody from the original movies. This one's a, uh... Kind of an origin story, I guess, of the, uh, Kingsman, uh... It's just a prequel. Team. So, but, I mean, the trailer had a pretty good uh, 
soundtrack, you know, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. And uh, the action sequences looked, I mean, the, the Kingsman movies, like, the action sequences have been, like, just over the top. So this looks like there's no change in that, even though it's set, like, during World War One or just post-World War One. There's still some badass action sequences uh, from from the looks of it. So, and there's Rasputin. Yes. Oh, crazy ass Rasputin! <laughs> like, I mean, Ray Fine is, is he was... doing polls? <laughs> I don't know. You always hear about the Rasputin polls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, different guy. I get uh, it, you know. Oh. But I mean, yeah, Ray Fiennes just got done playing uh M in the James new James Bond series, so I guess he's like, "Man, I want to be a spy. This looks fun." So now he's a spy. <laughs> we want to be spies. Can we just say we want to be spies and it happens? I mean, maybe we got to make some Hollywood connections. I got a GoPro now, so we just got to start making our own movies. We got to get YouTube famous. And then we can become Hollywood famous, or we just become boxers like the the freaking uh, uh, whatever Paul kids. <laughs> I can like tape a cauliflower to my ear or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have cauliflower ear, are you even a boxer? Hmm. Interesting. It's a question for the ages <laughs> I say that and like you know Vander Holyfield or somebody shows up like at me. least you got an ear motherfucker yeah. <laughs> it's a dude who looked like cauliflower was hungry I bit it I can see how that happened now <laughs> that would have been my defense oh <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson Ah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Scooby Doo, this shit. I figured that was going to be your closing quote. <laughs> like that was probably one of the greatest quotes from. Uh, uh you kids, Scooby Doo, this shit. <laughs> Please. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot to talk about that in the main segment. Yeah, but that like, would y'all just Scooby Doo, this shit? Do you forget the magic word? Please. Would you please? Scooby-Doo this shit. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't introduce Scrappy into the multiverse. <laughs> Scooby I'm cool with, but fuck Scrappy. <laughs> Rut row shaggy. <laughs> um, and it wouldn't be a new segment in 2021 without talking movie delays. John Wick, Chapter 4. We get a new 2023 release date. You know, I guess uh, it makes sense, you know. It's not due to pandemic levels or anything at this point. It's basically they did not want to compete with Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> or they were worried about the Matrix sucking, and they're like, we need to put some, like, time between movies just in case this sucked. So we don't I mean, you a, saw uh... the Matrix, right? How was it? It was meh. It seemed like a little long for a, a sequel. <laughs> I say it's it's worth seeing. But I wouldn't pay to see it in theaters. I mean, if you can pick it up on HBO Max for free the next month or, well, include it in your HBO Max subscription, I'd watch it. But I was just like, eh, it's okay. But then again, I was never... I liked the first Matrix. The other two Matrix movies I thought sucked. So 
this is at least better probably than the last two Matrix films. <laughs> so I don't know if it's as good as the first Matrix, but it's at least better than the previous sequels. Well, I mean, I guess could have been worse. Definitely could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John uh, John Wick, Chapter 4, now moved to, uh, I don't know, March 24th, 2023. Happy okay. birthday movies. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, is that all you got for us this week? I think that's all I got for this all week. All right. Well, don't forget to check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network at ESOnetwork.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at CigarNerdPod. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Get your energy drink at StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code CigarNerds. And remember, with great power comes great Peter Tingle. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.